Would you like to retire with enough? My name is Peter Guidry, and I am the host of the Retiring with Enough podcast. In today's podcast, we'll be speaking about dreams and perseverance. I feel like at one point or another, everyone's thought about making the big score, hitting the big winner, winning the lottery, or hitting that home run that would set you up for life. I always felt like I would enjoy investing in a microcap stock that blew up and made millions or even winning the Mega Millions lottery. Most people daydream of that one quick event that makes them multimillionaires. Now, I'll tell you the truth. I've been known to invest a few dollars in the Mega Millions lottery. The thought of winning hundreds of millions of dollars with a wager of a few dollars is pretty seductive. But understanding the odds are critical. Too many people believe that their investment in lottery tickets or casino games makes sense. How does this make sense when the odds of winning the Mega Millions lottery are 1 in 302 million? In the last statement, I emphasize the word investing because a lot of people are confused about what's considered gambling versus what's considered investing. The biggest difference between investing and gambling is that when you're investing, there's an expectation of profit, some return, whereas with gambling, there's hope of a profit. So I'm sorry to tell everyone listening that statistically speaking, no one listening to this podcast is going to win the Mega Millions lottery. Steve Diaz, who's a mathematics professor at Syracuse University's College of Arts and Sciences, calculated the odds of winning the Mega Millions lottery are 1 out of 302,575,350. The odds of getting struck by lightning in a given year are about 1 in a million. So the average person is 300 times more likely to get struck by lightning than win the Mega Millions jackpot with one ticket. Most people have heard this story at some point or another, but most of us still spend our hard-earned dollars on Mega Million tickets. But unfortunately, most of us are not winners. So since we're probably not going to win the lottery, let's find out what all of us non-winners can do about saving for retirement. Confucius says that the man who moves a mountain begins by carrying away small stones. If your investment plan is winning the lottery, then what happens to your investment plan when you realize that you are one of the 302,575,349 people who don't win the Mega Millions lottery? The hope of winning the lottery is not a valid retirement plan. Since we won't be get-rich-quick instant multimillionaires, this leaves the rest of us non-lottery winners scrambling to develop a retirement plan. It also means that the plan developed will be implemented and followed for a long period. This is where perseverance takes center stage. Just a couple of days ago, I was speaking with a young investor, and by young, I mean approximately age 35, and she told me that she had invested in a Roth IRA, but that she really didn't feel like much was happening. She didn't see much movement or progress in her account and felt like she was not any closer to financial independence. 
So she and I had a short discussion about Roth IRA accounts and how those accounts really don't start building for approximately 10 years. That's the effect of compounding. And what happens over that first 10-year period is that the money that you invest and the money that that investment earns grow together and then the growth becomes exponential. If you'd like additional information on investments and compound interest, you can listen to podcast number 19, which is titled Investments and Compound Interest. Just like my young investor, everybody wants to get rich quick, but the get rich quick mentality is actually the direct opposite of the fundamentals of long-term investing. When hope ceases to be an option, then continuous investing of small amounts over a long period becomes the recipe for retirement planning success. Is this as exciting as winning the Mega Millions lottery? Obviously, no. But since winning the lottery plan probably won't work, then it's best to develop a plan that will work. So I'll be honest, I've had my share of get-rich-quick mistakes in the past, At one point, I was aggressively investing in stock options. Then, there was a period of chasing last year's best mutual fund performers. Other embarrassing schemes won't be discussed here. But needless to say, I remained well below millionaire status at the end of my running with risk period. The good news is that this period of risky investing occurred early in my career, And just like almost every other get-rich-quick investor, I did lose money, but the money lost was not large relative to my net worth. And in the long scheme, those early mistakes were not extremely costly. But losing even those small amounts early still created a drag for my later success because I lost the effect of compounding on those early dollars that were not invested wisely. For the majority of people, successful retirement planning involves investing a certain percentage of income regularly for long periods. What do I mean by long periods? Usually 30 to 40 years or more. So how long is long and what percentage is enough? Mr. Money Mustache, a famous member of the FIRE community, which is financial independence, retire early, created a graph that speaks volumes. I really like his graph because in this graph, he compares the percentage of income saved each year versus how many years it will take to become financially independent. This is the direct opposite of the advice most people are usually given, where financial advisors say you need to save 10% of your income per year or 20% of your income per year. Mr. Money Mustache turns it around and says, if you're only saving 5%, you'll need to work X number of years. If you're saving 20%, you'll only have to work X number of years. So we'll take a little bit of a closer look at Mr. Money Mustache's chart and his assumptions, which were, you can earn 5% investment returns after inflation during your saving years, you'll live off of the 4% safe withdrawal rate after retirement with some flexibility in your spending during recessions. You'll want your stash to last forever. You'll only be touching the gains since this income may be sustaining you for 70 years or so. 
Just think of this assumption as a nice, generous safety margin. And Mr. Money Mustache's last assumption was, as soon as this income is enough to pay for your living expenses while leaving enough of the gains invested each year to keep up with inflation, you are ready to retire. The following chart is displayed on the Retiring with Enough website in the blog of the same name. And in this chart, Mr. Money Mustache displays how many years you'll have to work for a range of possible savings rates starting from a net worth of zero. So if you save no money, you'll work forever. If you save 5% of your income, you'll be working for approximately 66 years. If you save 10% of your income, you'll be working for approximately 51 years, which sounds like a long time to me. But instead of saying you need to save 10% of your income, Mr. Money Mustache says if you're saving 10% of your income, then you'll be working for 51 years before you can replace your current income. It's just a different approach to looking at the same problem, but the way Mr. Money Mustache turned it around was very impactful for me, especially, and for most people that I explain this chart to. Even at a savings rate of 25%, a person will still need to work 32 years in order to replace current income. Mr. Money Mustache has said at one point that he became financially independent in about 15 years, which, according to this graph, means that he was saving over 55% of his income. Am I saying that everyone should save 55% of their income? No. I'm not sure that this is actually sustainable. And who wants to live on beanie weenies for 15 years? So if we go back and look at the chart again, most people try to save between 10 and 15% of their annual income. And if you use the chart, that means that most people will need between 43 and 51 years to become financially independent. Saving 20% of your annual income drops that number to 37 years. And looking at the chart, two things become pretty obvious. The first is that true wealth is created over long periods of time for most investors. The second point is that even with an annual savings rate of 20%, it's still going to take about 40 years to become financially independent. For most families, a savings rate approaching 20% is almost unsustainable. Even double-income families struggle to dedicate the required dollars to retirement investment accounts. So what do retirement savers need to do? Well, first of all, retirement savers need to realize that retirement planning requires playing the long game. Wealth is normally created over a long investing lifetime. And obviously, very, very few investors become wealthy at an early age. Most of us don't win the lottery. The second thing is that you want to automate your contributions whenever possible. Not having to consciously decide to make a monthly contribution is much easier and it's much easier to make your plan successful. The next thing you want to do is pay yourself first. In my office, my profit sharing plan contribution was deducted first before monthly living expenses were factored into income. When your contributions are deducted first, you live on what's remaining, and you tend to not miss that income that you used for contributions because you never saw it. You never had access to it. The next thing you want to do is target to save at least 15% of your income and give yourself bonuses whenever it's possible. 
the more you save, the quicker it'll add up as per Mr. Money Mustache. The next thing you want to do is persevere. Saving for retirement actually should be boring. Put your money to work in a diversified portfolio, add money periodically, rebalance it as needed, and let it grow and compound. And leave it alone. And lastly, remember, time is your friend because compounding needs long periods to be most effective. In the Perseverance blog, there's a graph that shows the investments and annual returns with a 10% compounding rate. And this graph pictorially shows, just like I explained to my young investor, that the effects of compounding are almost negligible in the first 10 years. Nothing happens. Then, all of a sudden, compounding takes off exponentially. So even though everyone has heard of someone who's made the big score or has become a multimillionaire overnight, for the rest of us non-overnight millionaires, a well-thought-out and well-implemented retirement plan can still get us to multimillionaire status over time. But it's key to remember that perseverance and periodic investing are necessary and integral ingredients for retirement success. And now some final thoughts. Most people dream of that one event that's going to make them a multimillionaire. But statistically, very, very few people in life are afforded that luxury. For the majority of people, successful retirement planning involves investing a certain percentage of income regularly for long periods. And by long periods, I mean usually 30 to 40 years or more. True wealth is created over long periods for most retirement investors. And even with an annual savings rate of 20%, it'll still take about 40 years to become financially independent. Perseverance is important because wealth is created over long periods by periodic, sustained investing. For compounding to be most effective, a long time period is needed. And this formula of perseverance and sustained investing over long periods of time has been key to my successful investment plan for over 35 years, and I'm still investing today. On my next podcast, we'll be discussing whether or not you actually need a financial advisor and what I say may actually surprise you. So stick around and listen. And as always, thanks for listening today. If you're enjoying the podcast, please feel free to leave a review. And if you want to partake in an online conversation, be sure to search for the Retiring with Enough group on Facebook. Thanks. The information and opinions contained on this podcast are for general education and are considered general communications. Information on the podcast was obtained from various sources and retiring with enough does not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of any information presented. Retiring with enough strongly recommends that you perform your own independent research and or speak with a qualified investment professional, legal advisor, or tax professional before making any financial decisions. The information and opinions expressed should not be construed as financial planning and does not consider the economic status or risk profile of any specific person, nor does it constitute an offer to buy or sell securities.